Welcome back to the Reality Served Real podcast. We're your hosts, Christina, Abby, and Michelle. And today we come to you with a very, very exciting episode. Today we're celebrating episode number 50. And this one is going to be all about love. Love is in the air. It is February. We're going to be talking about Bachelor, Are You the One, and a new show that's coming out on Valentine's Day, uh, Perfect Match. So let's go ahead and get started here with The Bachelor. Um, We had three different group dates, or three different dates this week. So um, each of us can, can, well, I guess one of the dates wasn't really existent. I was thinking one of us can each talk about a date, but one of them only kind of happened. But I guess I'll get us started here with our first date was a group date with um, Brianna, Brooklyn, Catherine, Mercedes, Bailey, Davia, Kat, Genevieve, and Kylie. And they go to see um, Lotto is there greeting them. And basically their date is to teach them um, how to, or Lotto is there to teach them how to have bad bitch energy. And they have to strut the catwalk and to stand out as like their date to get to be um, picked as the winner, which I always think is like kind of weird how there's like a winner of the date. And then there's also a group date rose and not very often is it the same person who wins the date that wins the group date rose. Oh, I guess uh-huh. I'm not, well, I didn't really think about it because I, I haven't watched that much Bachelor. I didn't really think about it. When did they start doing that? Well, the, whenever there's like some kind of like competition with like the, per, like, like some, you know, like famous person, like they had Lotto on this one. Um, usually whoever is hosting the date picks like their winner. So this one, they didn't even tell us who won, which I thought was weird. There was a lot of things in this episode that weren't shown so one of the things that wasn't shown was that brianna um is actually the person who won the bad bitch energy um competition that like lotto like so victoria was there courtney was there tajwan was there to help like host the date but i mean they didn't really do anything so basically like they were just there to bring back former cast members and like have that cameo presence there um so um they had to tell Zach about a time that they stood their ground and and tell Zach like who they really are and Brianna is like really nervous at this point because even though she won that bad bitch energy contest she's like freaking out because other people keep picking her. America picked her, Lotto picked her, and um, she hasn't really been picked by Zach yet. So she's like kind of in meltdown mode at this point and um, is really, really trying to um, like make a connection with him. But I think that the way that she's going about doing it is kind of kind of sabotaging her and you know when people get like in their heads it never turns out to be a good thing when it comes across to the lead because they're just like is it enough time with them for them to get to know you if that's what they're getting to know so 
And in addition to this, Tajwan decides that she's very interested in Zach and she wants to talk to him. And so she tells him that she's interested and asks if um, she can be on the season. We see Zach tell the, the women about this and that he told her um, no. But that's another thing that they left out of this episode is that we didn't get to see him talking to her telling her that she I thought that was weird yeah I thought that was weird they just said he said no but didn't show him say no yeah yeah so after all the Taj Wan like the I think the Taj Wan drama is weird because there's so much else that they left out of this episode I don't understand why like I could see putting it in and keeping it in if he was going to include her on the season, of course, but since he like turned her down, if it was me and I was editing the show, I feel like that's what I would have cut, not this second group date that we had. Um, so Catherine ends up getting that group date, Rose. Um, do Wait. Who who got the group date, Rose? Catherine. Who's that again? She's like one of the uh, blonde girls. Oh. Yeah. Okay, I know who that is. Thank you. I don't, I'm still I'm still struggling with the show. <laughs> I know who that is now. Okay. Well, and there's like so there's thirty people for us to. I mean, only twenty, I guess, at this point. Mm -hmm. But like, there's thirty people on the cast. Like, of course, like it's gonna take some time before you know you really get to get to know people. So, yeah. so we have our one-on-one -on -one date next. Do either of you want to talk about that one-on-one -on -one date with Christina? Uh, I, I can't. Go ahead, Abby. No, oh. I didn't make it this far yet. So you can go ahead and talk about it. Okay. So Zach picked Christina for the one-on-one -on -one date. I actually didn't think I was going to like Christina, but I kind of do like Christina. Mm -hmm. Um. I don't just like something about like when someone's job or whatever is like what are, what do they call her it's not influence influencer I think content creator or something they give her as the well line at the bottom well her mom was part of like a a three girl like trio and yes I, I looked I looked that all up after the episode actually Christina <laughs> So I didn't really like I didn't know I don't know who her mom is I'll just be completely honest I don't but um her mom is famous so she has like famous ties and another fun fact about Christina is that she was in a Taylor Swift music video yes 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 when I was looking her up after I saw that too that's funny um so I really didn't think I was gonna like her but I actually do like her personality so I was kind of happy that he went on the one-on-one -on -one date with her um, and they took a helicopter ride that uh, they ended up going, which I thought was very overwhelming for a first date. Like I know we saw last season, um, Gabby took, I think it was Eric to meet grandpa John, like early on, right. On that date. Yeah. Um, bowling. Yeah. So like that, okay. You're meeting someone in the family, but that was one person. I'm like, Oh my gosh, he brought her in to like, the whole extended family so I had to be a little bit intimidating um probably not only for her but for the family that all had to be on camera it's probably very like 
stressful, but it seemed like she did a great job and she got along with the family. She fit right in with them. She was laughing with them, joking with them. Um, it seemed like, uh, they were celebrating uh, Zach's mom's birthday, and it, it was just very sweet. Um, I I thought I thought she did a good job, like being personable with everyone on that date. I also um, see on Twitter that that shirt that she was wearing, she crocheted that shirt. She made it herself. I don't even remember what she was wearing, but now I'll go back and look. Wow, good for her. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like. Uh, anything that you know stood out to me to be like best dressed or anything like that but after I saw afterwards that she had made the shirt I was like oh wow like that's impressive yeah uh so I think they had a great time at the barbecue and you can tell Zach really likes her and then they have their dinner date right and this is where Christina opens up to Zach and tells Zach that she has a five-year-old daughter and I kind of completely agree with the way that she did it if she did it right out the gate i feel like zach may not even want to open himself up to her at all mm -hmm. um so she wanted to give their connection a chance and then kind of give that information and i kind of agree with how she did it i thought it was like a very classy way to give him that information well and i mean you have to tell him sometime i thought his yeah reaction was kind of interesting he seemed to like be like very very supportive about it but then also I think that it kind of like scared him a little bit too knowing that it's not like this ends with them dating it's not like they can take a month outside of this and then he meets his daughter you know like if he picks her then they're engaged and they're starting a life together immediately after the show yep and I I totally read on his face that he like he had he took a step back and it's it reminds me of what happened last season with Gabby and Nate like I feel like it's gonna kind of go that way or Zach's gonna realize this is he's not ready for this he said he wants kids but I don't know that like to your point that he's ready right now to have a five year old right exactly yeah he's I think twenty twenty six right he's young so yeah. mm -hmm. I think he's twenty six he is young though yes. So anyway, it was a great date. She got a rose. Uh, but I do think long term, and especially with what we see in the preview, I don't know how much longer we'll have Christina with us. Oh, poor Christina. Oh, no. What happens in the preview? Um, okay, well, at the end of this episode, I can't remember if it's in the cocktail party. It must be. Um, there's like a little bit of back and forth, but I'll get there in just a second after I talk about this um group date that they had so they had a group date a second group date and um the people that were on this one were gabby ariel katie kimberly anastasia greer ally victoria charity and jess and basically what we get to see like the group date is completely cut from this and we get to see the after after cocktail party only so we get to see him talking to a couple different girls and ultimately Jess gets the group date rose and that's all we see. But what was cut out was that there was a day portion of that day and Zach's famous uncle, um, Patrick Warburton, you know, Huddy from Seinfeld was actually the person who was hosting that day. And um, each of the girls were supposed to perform and put together their own puppet show for him. But we didn't even get to see that. So that's what I would have liked to seen instead of the Taj Mahal drama. 
Taj I wonder why they cut I that. I don't know. That's like the one interesting thing about Zach to me is that he's related to this man. So I'm like, why would they cut that? But maybe, <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. So I've listened to a couple um, Zach interviews on podcasts. And basically what he says is that like, if you want the shrimp gay, you know, drama, that's like just drama for drama, then Zach isn't the bachelor for him. But if you're watching the bachelor for our organic drama that happens because of real, real like feelings and emotions that are going on, um, then this is a season for you because his season's like very emotionally charged and he's like very committed to finding his person. He's taking it really seriously. So if you're here for the romance, apparently this season is for you. So I don't know. So it's not for That's interesting. I like that though. Yeah. We <laughs> haven't like said that. In a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then we get to the cocktail party before the rose ceremony. And this is when we see the drama with Christina. So um, Brianna sits down Christina and she talks about like a comment that was made on night one where, you know, Christina and Brianna were both people that got to meet Zach on after the final rose. And so they kind of had met before this first night then. And so um, she is talking to her about her dress and just her getting that that America's first impression rose and um just like how pretty she is and she goes oh my god like you're so pretty I hate you JK and (laughs) because she like said like I hate you Brianna took it like very personally and there is like a lot of cattiness it looks like in the previews that we'll see between them next week um and this particular sit down I thought Christina handled herself very well um she you know like owned it but said like I'm so sorry like I didn't mean it that way like I was just you know like talking to you like I would a girlfriend but I understand like I don't know you like that like I'm so sorry and I thought she handled herself like really well um but then Brianna goes and she talks to Zach about it and um tells him about the situation but Zach like shuts it down because she's like I don't know if I should say a name and Zach's just like straight up like don't say a name I don't care it's too early for drama basically and (laughs) I love it I'm here for it (laughs) he's not messing around yeah I thought Christina did nothing wrong she was clearly joking she wasn't saying I she was like, wow, you got the first rose. You're so beautiful. Your dress is beautiful. It's a perfect theme together. You have it all. I hate you right now. Like, that's something I would say to my friend or someone like even some, I would even say that to someone I just met, like as a joke, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say, Michelle, that that'd be something like that would come out of my mouth, you yeah. know, thinking it was okay. You know, I, sometimes I don't have a filter, but mm-hmm. to, you know, being sincere, as long as she was being sincere about it and not trying to. I obviously haven't gotten to that part yet, but you know, as long as she was being sincere about it and not being that passive, you know, mm-hmm. bitchy girl, right? But it doesn't right. sound like she was. I really, I didn't take it like that. I mean, yes, I am biased towards Christina's, but there was one on what was <laughs> F Boy Island? Maybe there was one, or no, maybe it was Project Runway. Ooh, it was Project Runway. 
I there was one Christina that I didn't like in reality TV history, so it is possible. But <laughs> but um, I just you know you relate to all the Christinas. Well, I mean, they have my name, so I have to like <laughs> I know I have to like stick in there with them, you know. But sometimes I just can't do it. It was Project Runway, the one that I was like, no, can't do this. Yeah. That's so funny because I, I got to say, Michelle from Survivor, who's now on the challenge, was partners with Jay. I can't stand her. <laughs> I don't relate to her. I don't. I cannot stand her. But you know what? She's Michelle with one L. So that might be why I don't relate to her. What about the other Michelle that was on Jay's season of Survivor? Did you relate to her? Uh, she, I, I, No, I didn't really like her either. <laughs> she was okay. She was fine. I don't mean... Let's but no. Okay, well, I'm a weirdo. But that's I'm okay. trying to think of any Abbeys on reality TV. Um, we're about to talk about one here in a little bit. All See, I can think of is Abby Lee Miller from Dance Mom. Sorry, Abby. I know. I I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just that name wasn't common. Like I was the only Abby I knew. It didn't become popular till so now. There's twenty year olds. So many twenty year olds with that name, right? Mm-hmm. it became really popular like years out because I was I was the I remember I hated my name growing up because I'm like there's no other Abbeys I just want to be like my middle name was Kristen it was is Kristen and I was like I want to go by Kristen because that's a normal name oh. like other people have that name I mean now I love my name but it just wasn't wasn't around that much and now it's Ab- everywhere abigail is i'm in like all because of course i was trying to figure out my baby's name i'm in all the baby name groups abigail is a super popular name right now it's a very hot name right now it it has been popular for like for years now for the past oh. like maybe on and off for the past 20 years it's crazy so any abbies i know are like i used to coach and every, you know i mean i obviously all know i coach soccer um i did coach girls and every team had an Abby on it. And I'm like, when did this name like become a thing? <laughs> Anyways, okay. Sidetrack. Okay, go on. No, that's okay. So we get to the rose ceremony. Christina, Catherine, and Jess are safe with roses. Oh, and I forgot to say too, um, on Christina's one-on-one date, there was a part of that date that was also cut from the episode. They went to a golf course. So I don't know. It's really weird that they left in some of the things that they left in and cut some of the things that they cut from this episode. But that's bad. But how, do you know they what? how do you know how do you know they went to a golf course? Because it was on the reality Steve spoilers. Oh, okay. I get it. Yeah. Um, okay, so three people were eliminated from this rose ceremony. We, unfortunately, we got rid of Kimberly, Kat, and Victoria this episode. So, bye-bye, Kimberly. Um, Amber, M's cousin, you are no longer on The Bachelor. She had such a cute accent. Like, we didn't hear her talk that much until she left. And then when she left, the way she spoke, she had, like, a really cute accent. I liked it. I mean, okay, so, and then I also saw this, like, TikTok that her and Amber did afterwards where it was like um, before it's like before she went on reality TV, like Amber is like telling, like warning her, like not to go on a reality TV show for love or whatever. And it like has one of those like voiceover things. And then it like has her coming back from the bachelor and like crying 
it's it's really funny it's cute but <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I yeah. have to watch that's yeah. cute that they can make a joke like laugh at themselves you know and make a joke about it for sure I thought so too and I'm sure that we will be seeing both Kat and hopefully Kimberly but maybe that's just my own bias because she is kind of an early out um on paradise but i'm sure we'll be seeing cat cat seems to have like a huge personality oh yeah i was kind of sad about cat too i i, I actually liked her so speaking of cat she actually had my best dressed this week she had some kind of out there outfits and um a lot of them i wasn't a fan of but if you try things that are really out there eventually you're gonna have something that really hits and for me the one that really hit was this black and white dress that she wore at the post-date cocktail party um it had it was like one shoulder and it had like kind of a um i want to say a poof but it wasn't a poof it just stuck out a little bit like an avant-garde vibe to it it was really cute and i liked it a lot for her thought it was her best dress this season but also um I just I really liked it this episode I thought it stood out I don't remember that uh but did she get eliminated in that like blue ruffle dress the short one yeah Mm -hmm. I didn't like that one at all (laughs) neither did I um did you have a best dress this episode I liked Brianna's uh, like rose gold sequin dress. I thought it was beautiful. She wore that at the rose ceremony? Yeah, I think so. Okay, cool. Um, And then how about your MVP and your LVP? For me, my MVP was Christina. I thought that the way that, you know, she like killed that one-on-one date with, his family, they seem to like really like her. And then also um, just the way that she handled the Brianna situation, I thought was like very mature. So I gave it to um, Christina for my MVP. And then for my LVP, I gave it to Brianna. I went back and forth between Brianna and um, Gabby this episode because Gabby was like kind of having a meltdown because she hadn't gotten time with him. But I think she kind of redeemed herself a little bit with the Reese's pieces or the, yeah, yeah, like the Reese's candy at the end and feeding each other. I think he really enjoyed that. Um, He must like Reese's because when she brought it out, he like was like, oh, like it like, you know, like touched him. And so um, I, I thought that, you know, she kind of redeemed herself there. And since Brianna also had like the drama as well as the insecurity this episode, I gave my LBB to her. Christina, I'm so glad you said that because it's funny. I actually thought Gabby was the MVP because she was feeling insecure and then she turned it around and kind of fixed it Mm -hmm. versus Brianna who just spiraled and spiraled and made it worse. Mm -hmm. So I actually thought Gabby handled, once she like got out of her head, she like reset and her next interaction with him she did a great job and she kind of made it so they have a connection now so I was like wow I I I thought she did a great job Mm -hmm. yeah that turnaround is exactly why you know but like when I was like sitting there watching it I was like Gabby's gonna get the LVP but then at the very end she like pulled it out last minute yeah, I mean, I think it was kind of relate. I don't know, it was kind of re- relatable how she acted, but then she, the fact that she could turn it around, I was like, that's not easy to do. So good for her. 
Um, and I also had Brianna as my LVP because uh, she's too much. She's she's thinking too much. I think I don't know. She sounds like a mess. Yeah, okay. she's she was my favorite, and it's just like oh, I don't know. She's thinking too much. I know I really liked her, so I'm interested to to watch the rest of this episode. So for those people who are listening and also playing in our fantasy league, um, I brought it up because I just, I love to support Peter and we all kind of agreed that we're going to do um, a couple custom scoring categories. We're going to do best dress MVP and LVP for um, this, this season of the bachelor. If I know Abby, doesn't always or you know might not always be watching on time I know you know Michelle said that she might be kind of in and out so if those are things that like they haven't watched that episode then obviously they won't give one that episode but if Abby you watch this episode and you want to like add it later we can absolutely do that too but um, it's just another kind of fun way to one give people points that um there are zero spoilers on because this is just like our opinion. And when I do this, I don't think about my fantasy team at all. Like I literally think about the episode. And so, um, and I, I know that, you know, Michelle has said the same thing about the challenge. So I'm sure, you know, at Michelle and Abby, this will be the same for them. Um, so, but also, as we said during our Peter interview, adding the custom scoring is something that helps support him. It's like a very, very, um minimal thing but it helps him so I'm totally down to do that to support yeah and speaking of our fantasy league I already have like three people off my team what's the rules can you remind me can we add get new people on our team how many switches do we have you get two two okay I better make those changes yeah I didn't even set up a fantasy league is it too late you can still no. play. You just probably won't win. But we have 14 people in our league. And, um, well, actually, that's not true. We have 17, I think, and 14 active. So there are, like, one – I'm looking right now. There are three – four teams that don't ha- even have a team made, but they, like, created a team. And then – I guess there are 13 teams, it looks like, that are actually um, playing. So we have, you know, some people people this season. We have more than last season. Last last season, we only had 10 for Bachelor in Paradise. So that's good. But, yeah, you have um, until before Episode 6 airs to change two people on your team. Okay, so I'm going to do that. I got to, I got to take a look at my team. So I'm going to move on and talk about, are you the one really fast? I know I'm the only one of the three of us who are watching and I'm not even sure how many of our listeners are watching this show, but I just love it. And seriously, I like just get like excited and giddy to watch this show. It's so stupid. It's just like the silliest show ever, but I just love it. So we have a daily challenge this time where um, this t- this time, last time the guys played, this time it's the girls' turn to play. And so they are given incomplete sentences about each of the men. Four of them will have a photo. One of them will not. Three of them have a fake answer and one answer is truthful. They have to complete the statement to determine if it's true or not. 
And um, so there were four people in this challenge who got nothing right, which basically that means that there are four girls that knew none of the statements about the men, which is not a good sign going into week three. <laughs> um, the highest score scoring men, women gets to choose two men for a two-on-one date, which is the first time in Are You The One history that they've done a two-on-one date before. Usually it's like there are multiple people on all of the dates. So Taylor is the highest scoring girl. And so she gets to choose two men to go on her date. She chooses Will and Ollie. She thinks she has a good chance of being a perfect match with both of them. They go parasailing over the Atlantic, and then they go to a yacht club for like private quality time. So the house gets to determine um, which of these guys are going to send Taylor into the truth booth with, with. Now, if you remember, Taylor also won our first date and was sent into the truth booth with Nathan. And so we know that she's not a perfect match with Nathan. And I'm sorry, but I can't remember who she was sitting next to on that, that first matchup ceremony, but she's not a perfect match with them either. So her winning this day is actually a really good thing because now we know um, we'll either find out who her perfect match is or we'll find out um, that three of the guys out of the 11 that she can she can eliminate, which reminds me a lot of season three of Are You The One? There was this girl, Kiki, who kept repeatedly going in. She was like very heavily tied to Devin, but she like won a bunch of challenges and she kept going into the truth booth over and over and over again. And part of how they figured out whose perfect matches were whose is because she went into the truth booth so many times and did not find her perfect match that they could like kind of narrow down other things as a result. Um, so it seems like the same thing is happening to Taylor this season. So the house decides to put Taylor and Will into the truth booth and they are not a perfect match. So then there's like some house drama this episode. There's like heaven and hell party. We see a lot of different um, hooking up going on. MJ and um, Hamoudi, they, we see them make out. They end up later on um, going to the boomer room. They say that they just slept there, but who knows? Um Julia Ruth is getting like really upset that Nathan isn't letting her in. She's not getting enough attention from him. Brendan is trying to hook up with literally everyone. Leo and Brooke are still hooking up, even though there are no match. So that's like surely bound to create some drama because neither of them are finding their perfect match since they're still hooking up being a no match. Um, people are thinking that Taylor is really arrogant because she's kind of like, since she won and she's like saying, you know, like, oh, I know like all the stuff about these guys and like, I'm trying really hard. And some of these answers were like super obvious. How did four people get none right? And so um, the, some of the guys that she's close with kind of sit her down and talk to her about it and settle things down a little bit, give her some new perspective. And then Brendan and Julia Ruth kind of start discussing possible rekindling after she's feeling kind of, um, rejected by Nathan even though I think her feelings of rejection rejection from Nathan are misplaced I just think that those two aren't a perfect match and they're very different I think you know like Nathan is just more reserved and Julia Ruth is just like really really out there um so we get to the matchup ceremony and we have it's the guys pick so guys first um Samuel picks Roz ne next we have Akel and it's just like literally the cutest thing. Akel picks Anissa and they have this like 
little handshake. Um, they're the couple that I really liked from last episode and everybody just like is like cheering for them at their handshake. It's just, it's so cute. And then you see um, it cuts to like an ITM of a cow and he's just like, <laughs> so cute. And it's just, it's hilarious. I love them. Um, and then, so Ollie picks Brooke, Will, Courtney, Leo, Taylor, Clay picks Cece, Mikey with MJ, um, Eduardo with Jordan. And I thought this was really interesting because um somebody was like upset that they picked her and just like and he's like well I didn't get my first pick either and then it shoots her and she says like I got my first pick and it's like all these like separate ITMs and so I was like oh that's interesting like I didn't see those two together but like she's feeling him like maybe maybe there is something there, you know, a woman's intuition, like, I don't know, because she's been, like, pretty reserved this whole time, um, so Hamoudi, it ends up picking Daniel, Danielle, since, um, he can't pick MJ, which is who he originally wanted, Brendan ends up picking Julia Ruth, and Nathan ends up with Du, so, I'm thinking at this point, like, okay, there are like a couple people who I can see being a perfect match. Like, I really am still hoping for a Cal and Anissa, like hardcore, like we're getting at least one beam of light here. Maybe two is what I'm thinking. But lo and behold, we get four beams of light, which I think is a complete accident. There's, there's no way like half of this is like, they just picked people, but that's a good thing. We're on episode three and we have four beams of light, especially after that blackout week one, this is a really good sign for them. Christina, is this on MTV or Paramount plus Paramount plus. Okay. Which is really interesting because since the other seasons of, are you the one are on MTV? If you go to like on the top of Paramount plus, if you like go to the MTV section, um are you the one is listed under there which makes sense I guess because like they have all the other episodes you know like seasons on there well most of the other seasons on there but um this one isn't on MTV which I just think is really weird hmm so we will see how it does there I guess hopefully it doesn't get scrapped like homecoming that's so weird. I'm. St I still want to know what's going on with that. Yeah, I know. I mean, I feel like it had to have been sold somewhere because I saw that like they responded to somebody and said that they don't have the rights to it anymore. But if it's a Paramount Plus original, then the only way that they wouldn't have the rights to it is if they sold it to somebody. So they had to have. Is my thought. Yeah. And yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll so next we have one of, I know the three of us love doing these cast breakdowns. And so we're going to be breaking down the cast of the perfect match. And I'm really excited for the show. I don't know a whole lot about the premise, but I did hear this like really cryptic thing. Reality Steve said, he said he's going to talk about it more this next week, but he was like, yeah, so I'm partnering up with this like dating show and um I'll talk to you more about it next week but I don't I don't promote shows that like I don't really like and I've seen the first couple episodes of, like of this and there aren't any dating shows out there that are like exactly like this it's 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 really unique and whatever and 
So that made me like really curious. And so I don't know, I saw another thing on Twitter, which I think is probably just speculation, but it said like maybe a cross of like, are you the one? And um, are you the one? And shoot, Bachelor in Paradise and like some other like love show or whatever. So it's just like, oh, okay, so like we're really going all out here apparently. So I don't know if that's the show that reality Steve is talking about, but he said it comes out on Valentine's day. And I tried to like Google it. Love shows coming out on Valentine's day. And this was the only one that I could find. So I think that is. Oh, interesting. So yeah. So I like, I don't know. I don't know. I'll find out next week, I guess. And I'll let you know, but that's, he was like very cryptic about it. And I'm like, why? I don't understand. Just tell us what the show is, but he's having the creator on next week. And then after that, the following week he's having the host on and he's going to have like a few cast members. So I don't know. Maybe- Wait, okay. I'm looking. I'm So I, I use this website for work to look at TV premiere dates. Uh, there's a show called Heartbreak Island coming out on Valentine's Day on Discovery Plus. So maybe that could be it too. But I think it, I think you might be right. This is What network is the perfect match on? Netflix. Netflix. Oh, it's on Netflix. Okay. So this perfect match show only has Netflix people who have previously been on Netflix shows. So our first person that we're going to talk about is Abby Humphreys. <laughs> she was on. There we go. She was on 20-somethings. Did you watch that show? I didn't know. I've never heard of that show. 20 something is okay. I'm sorry. Um, Go ahead. 20 somethings is a Netflix show that is a copy of the real world, but Netflix version. Did you watch it, Christina? Yeah, I did. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I watched it too. I did not like Abby. Sorry to this Abby, but I did not like that Abby at all. (laughs) I wasn't a huge fan of her. I like. I kind of liked certain aspects of her, but I wasn't a huge fan of her either. But I'm really curious to see her on a dating show because I feel like some of the reasons why I didn't like her was because of like the love interests and like the way that she handled herself on that other show. But it like, it was the show wasn't for dating. So now that she's on a show that's for dating, I'm wondering how, if she'll come off like any differently, if it'll be the same if it'll just be a different vibe because it's a completely different show, you know? So I'm interested to see her. Yeah. And it's so funny. I totally forgot that this 20 somethings even existed. I guess they're not doing another season of it. Right. Right? Um, but I kind of enjoyed it when I was watching it. Mm -hmm. I agree. Um, one thing that I found interesting about, okay, so I read like the Netflix bios of each of these people and they talk about each of the shows that they're on and like kind of what happened. But one thing that I thought was really interesting about Abby's bio that they said is that they specifically said she's interested in finding a guy or a girl. So we might even be be seeing some, some people who are um, interested in both men and women, you know, um, getting together on this show as well, because why would they say that in her bio if that wasn't a possibility? Um, There are some other people on here that we've seen, you know, like when we get to, there's like somebody from the eighth season of Are You the One, which is the sexually fluid season 
who is on this season. So like, there's like a possibility there. And then I don't know, like where their um, like dating history lies as far as like, if they're open to dating both like men and women, but there are a few people that we've seen on too hot hand to handle girls that just make out with each other just to like spite Lana. And there are like three people that have done that on this cast. So if those people are sexually fluid as well, then there's like multiple options for um, us to be seeing not only, you know, like heterosexual relationships, but also um, other relationships as well. So I'm super excited about that. Bachelor doesn't have that. <laughs> right. Yeah. I agree. Um, the next person on our list is Anne, uh, Anne Sophie Pettit Freer, I believe is how you say her name. I don't know. Um, I don't, I don't know who that is. She's from Stalling Tampa. I haven't seen that show. I've not seen any of the selling shows. Have you? Oh yeah. I, I watched Selling Sunset. I'm all caught up on that one. I know there's like Selling the OC, which I really want to watch, but I haven't watched yet. And I did watch Selling Tampa, but they I liked it and they canceled it already. So oh. I was actually happy because I think there's two people from Selling Tampa on the show. And the two people that they picked are the two like younger girls. Like there was a good mix of like women, I think in their late 30s and 40s. And then the two girls here, I think probably are in their 20s or maybe early 30s um, on that cast. So I, I'm glad they picked the two they did for to be on this show. That's good. That's really good to hear because I had no idea about any either of those girls. Um, the next they're very fashionable and like uh, uh, put together. I don't know. At least on Selling Tampa, they were so. So it's going to be interesting to see how they will be on the show. Well, and also like just I guess from what you say, like put together, you know, like maybe a little more serious. It'd be interesting to see how they mix with somebody who like Abby, who's a hot mess. You know what I yes. mean? Yes. Exact, exact opposites. Yes. So the next person on our list is Bartice Bowen. He was on season three of Love is Blind. Um, we just saw him and Nancy break up at the altar and I'm sure we will be seeing them again on the after the altar that is coming out on February 10th. But um, yeah, interesting to see Bartice and I feel like kind of a quick turnaround. I, I never, I never watched Love is Buying season three yet. So I don't know him. I was looking, I'm like, did I watch this season? No, I didn't. So I don't know him. Oh, interesting. Well, that's definitely, it's a good season to watch for sure. But I, I think I keep thinking like quick turnaround, but at the same time, I don't really think that it is. Cause if I am just now remembering that I actually think that, um, season two and season three were like filmed back to back. They just aired them spaced out. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Um, okay. So our next person on the list is Calvin Crooks from the circle. He was BFFs with Nick on the circle. Um, I like Calvin. Yeah. I like Calvin too. I feel like he wasn't like a standout, but I think that he definitely could be in a dating setting for sure. He's a very, very good looking man. Yeah. Um, he was on circle season three. Um, if I'm remembering, 
and like didn't he like I don't I think he and Kai were kind of like yeah. coupled up for a minute like they were kind of cute I love Kai I wish Kai was on this to be honest with you um but I'll take Calvin yeah and we we get another person from this season later um so that that's exciting to be able to see you know some of these people who are on the same seasons maybe interact again especially on the circle since um, they didn't interact like in person, but they probably have post-show that we haven't seen because it wasn't filmed. So right. that's exciting. Um, next, we have Chase Demore from Too Hot to Handle. Um, again, another like really good looking guy. Um, I think that they really killed it on the picking good looking people for this cast. Um, but yeah, I mean... Did you watch that show, Too Hot to Handle? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I didn't watch it. I just, I was looking at his Instagram and I saw he's a professional boxer. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Have you seen Too Hot to Handle, Abby? No. No? I haven't seen any of these Netflix shows. I need to, I need to figure out my Netflix password and <laughs> do some catching. Do some watching. Yeah. yeah. Um, so our next person is also from Too Hot to Handle. She was on season one and she was also on, I think it was season two or maybe season three of The Circle. Um, Chloe. Uh, oh, season two. Yep. Mm -hmm. okay. She is, um, she's great. I loved her on both. She's like super dramatic, huge personality very flirty she'll be great for a dating show i mean she was probably the first person that they cast um yeah i mean she i at, on the circle it, it took me a minute to warm up to her because she is so over the top but i really liked her by the end and she dated mitchell eason post show on the circle and oh ed's brother yep ed's brother yep and they broke up six months before filming The Perfect Match. He is actually also on the show. So it'll be... Um, oh, my, her ex is not going to be on the show? Yeah. Oh. We have a couple of them like that, actually. So, um, yeah. So that'll be, that'll be very, very interesting to watch. I can't wait to see that um, unfold. Especially since, like... Six months is like a decent amount of time since her breakup, but like also it's not that much time and like enough that if you go into filming a reality show, it might seem a little more real. Maybe it'll be, it gives you like kind of X on the beach vibes. Like maybe they'll rekindle, maybe they won't. Will they find somebody else? Like who knows? And so, yeah, I'm um, very excited to see their dynamic. The next person that we have is uh, Colony Reeves. She is also from Selling Tampa. I I really liked her. Again, super put together. But I will say she's a little bit different um, from Anne. I don't know. I don't even know what she goes by. Anne, Sophie, or whatever. Um, because she was super, super flirty with the people she was showing the houses to. Like, there was one guy she was just really flirting with so I think she'll be great on the show good that's what we need <laughs> all the drama we can get I mean that's like the fun of dating shows kind of like you want you want love but you also want the drama 
and the organic drama and not just the like, you know, kind of actually kind of like what Zach said about how like if you want Shrimpgate, it's not here. But if you want drama that happens because real feelings are involved, that's what you're going to get. That's what I'm hoping for out of out of um, some of these people, too. So the next person that we have is Damian Powers from the first season of Love is Blind. He was the person who um, was with um, Gigi, who we met yep. on All-Star Shore. Um, on Love is Blind, she told him that it, he wasn't the best sex of her life, which is hilarious to say that on national, international television, whatever it is. So. They were so toxic, so. So toxic. I know. And then, like, watching like her and Blake and, and like, on, I mean, I know it's Instagram, you know, Instagram versus reality, but they seem to be like, she seems to be completely different than she was on this, that show. I think Damien is super insecure and he goes after all these like extremely, extremely good looking women. And I'm sorry, he's not in the same, like, he's not in the same league of them. And I don't even mean just looks wise, I mean personality wise. He's like, I don't like his personality at all. I don't think he's a very nice person and I don't think he's a very good looking guy. So I don't know why he keeps getting cast on these shows, but I, I guess it's because people will talk about it because he's kind of an asshole. Yeah. And I think also one of the reasons that he got cast on this show is because after um, love is blind, he went on to date Francesca Virago from too hot to handle who is also on this show. Yep. Mm hmm. So that's our our second our second pair. I think our only two pairs of people who are exes on this show. We had um, Chloe and Mitchell, and then now we also have um, Damien and Francesca. Francesca is one of the girls she made out with Haley on Too Hot to Handle to spite Lana. So I don't know. Maybe she's a candidate for um, dating another female. Maybe not. Um, but it seemed, you know, maybe she's open. So I love that we have like a pool of women and it's not just like, there are two people that maybe might hook up, you know, it's like actually possible that we get some, some real LGBT relationships in here, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, so the next person that we have, she's from, I believe season one of Love is Blind, um, Diamond Jack. I honestly, like, when I was, like, reading about this, I feel like I I don't remember Love is Blind as much as I wish I, like, season one as much as I wish I did. I remember, like, the GG and the Damien, like, huge blowout drama. Um, yeah. But. Diamond left kind of early. And what you, what you may remember is she and Carlton got in this big fight and then she find because like she found out he's bisexual and he she, oh. he never told her that to begin with and it like yeah. kind of threw her for a loop yeah and she like yes I remember that yes thank you so much for reminding me of that yeah and so she she's definitely not down with that it ended their uh engagement yeah um yeah okay thank you so much for reminding me of that I um, actually have start I started following Diamond on Instagram. I don't really usually follow too too many people, but I really liked her, so I started following her. And she was on the Steve Harvey show maybe a year ago, um, <laughs> looking for a date. And one of the men that was one of the contestants was Davy from Survivor, David versus Goliath, which was cute. But I don't think he won. 
Interesting. That's cool. I love when shows like that do like cross show things. That's it's fun. Yeah, and I like I like her a lot. I think she, I think she's a good personality for this. The next person we have up is Dom Gabriel from the Mall. He was one of my favorites on the Mall. Um, he kind of have a, had a rivalry going with Will, and who is also on this season. Um, and yeah, I just Will was the winner, so. Of course, you know, like two, two kind of um, two men that really wanted wanted to declare their dominance, kind of. But Tom did it in this like different way that was just like um, two knives almost. And I, I, I loved him. He was one of my favorite on the show. Yeah, he was probably my favorite, too. And I was devastated when he was sitting in that car and they had to, like, help him with the license plates or whatever so he could get back in the game. And then they decided they weren't going to help him. It was devastating. Um, but he's he's like during the mole, he was super passionate about the game. So he's a good reality TV person, in my opinion. Yeah, I can. I totally agree with that. Yeah, I'm very excited to see both him and Will on on this season. Um, so the next person that we have is Georgia. Oh, gosh, I have no idea how to say her last name. Has Hazarati, maybe? Um, I don't know. Who this is. Yeah, no, I don't know who this is. She was from Too Hot to Handle. Um, she and Izzy, at the very beginning when they found out that they were on Too Hot to Handle, they made out to spite Lana's rules as well. Um, Izzy is also on this season. Okay. So then we have Enos Tazi. Enos Tazi. And she's from the circle France. Um, and I haven't watched that, so I don't really know anything about her besides what was in her bio. And it did say that on her season of the circle, she did play as a catfish. So, um, for the people who watched her, I'm sure it'll be like very interesting for them to see her, um, play as herself. Interesting that they cast her when everyone else seems to be from the U S based shows, right? I mean, she must have been a standout, but also you yeah. can watch The Circle France on U.S. Netflix. I just haven't. Yeah, true. Very true. So Joey is our next person on the list then. Um, he is from The Circle season one. He is the season one winner. Um, I think he'll be great. He was a great personality. Uh, he has that... Um, just like very smooth vibe to him. And I think he'll be great. He had a girl he liked on the circle. I think her name, I want to say Meredith or Miranda, maybe Miranda was her name. Miranda. Uh, she had short hair. She was really cute. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I like Joey. Yeah, me too. So in the next person we have, um, they have her listed at, with her full name, Carcel Snow. Um, she was on Are You the One season eight and she went by Carrie. So I'm, I'm guessing she'll probably go by Carrie again. I don't know. Um, I think I'm not sure, but I think she might be one of the only ones, at least the only one in her bio that um, was on a different show besides Netflix. Her, her original show wasn't a Netflix show. It was Are You the One? But she then did do a Netflix show. And I haven't seen or even heard of this show. Um, it's called Sexy Beasts. And I think that they like dress up as stuff and try to go on dates. 
is my I, I remember when it came out I never watched it but yeah I saw the promo it was so weird you you got to say I'm sure that just lasted one season so she wore a panda outfit on sexy beasts but yeah okay let's be real she was casted because of are you one yeah <laughs> um which is just great I love that and like I said earlier, are you are you the one season eight was the sexually fluid season? So I maybe we'll be seeing her with with Abby or Izzy or um, Francesca or Georgia or maybe even somebody that we don't know is sexually fluid. So very, very excited about that. Um, we just don't see very many reality shows like reality dating shows that have um people who are are interested in both men and women honestly the only other one that I can even think of is Tila Tequila's Shot of Love and that has to be like 15 years ago wow that was like trailblazing (laughs) right seriously yeah so that's I mean I know I keep bringing it up but like I'm like honestly excited for it because we just we never see it um okay so the next person on our list is lauren elsie chamblin she was on love is blind season one she was in a love triangle with barnett and amber on love is blind and one thing that i thought was really interesting and her um little bio is it says she's the last to enter the villa so by being like she's the last to enter the villa it kind of gives me bachelor and paradise paradise vibes like maybe they're bringing people in every episode interesting okay I love her though I think she's very relatable I guess is the way to put it yeah yeah I liked her too I um don't remember a lot about her I remember like the end couple like Burnett and Amber of course but um, I do remember liking her and, and I, I remember think I thinking I wish Barnett picked the other person, which is her. So I must. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, I, I like her a lot. She's very, she's like more normal. So a lot yeah. of these people are like, we talked about are very over the top and dramatic and whatever. And she's not like that. She's going to be like probably the voice of reason type of person. That's good. Love it. Um, okay, so our next person is, oh gosh, I'm going to really, I've butchered a lot of names, but this one's going to take the cake. Nick Ulenthuath? Yeah. <laughs> From The Circle. Um, you might remember him as the guy who had big Nick energy, and he was also BFFs with Calvin, who is also on this season. Nick in the band of Catfish, his band, I remember. Yeah, he had, like, the ghost character. Mm-hmm. And everyone in his alliance was a catfish. <laughs> That's, That's what I remember. And I was always, like, Nick versus Kai. And I was always Team Kai, so he wasn't my favorite. Uh-huh. Uh, but I he, there was someone he was, like, really heavily flirting. I don't remember the girl's name. I don't know. But there was someone, he, like, he was kind of flirting with on the circle but I don't remember the girl's name I can't remember either I wish I remembered like little details like that these shows go out of my brain like these Netflix shows I don't know what it is about them it's like so easy to just put them on and have them kind of in the background and you know what's going on because you've seen 
three seasons of the circle that I kind of forget some of the people and, they, like, and the names and all that start to run together after a little bit and yeah part of it too is that like you just binge it like you watch like four episodes at a time and then you know you're so right it's, just, it's different you're right. They're, they're, it's not like the challenge that they're in your week every week. I mean, in your life every week for 16, 18, 20, whatever it is, weeks. Yeah, it's like three it's weeks. It's like in two we- in a weekend or in two, in two weekends, you're done watching it and, it, and it, they're out of your mind. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I'm really glad that they're giving these people a second life. I think that that will be like a really good thing for Netflix as far as like if they want to expand in the reality TV realm, which it seems like you know, like they're having more Survivor, Big Brother, The Challenge, Are You The One Seasons on their platform. So it makes sense that they're trying to expand um, their brand in the reality TV realm as well. And I I think it's great, honestly. Yeah. And I feel like, okay, so I feel like a long time ago, like a year ago, I heard about um, maybe, maybe it was probably this show, like a love show filming that was like, with um like all Netflix people but I think at the same time I heard that there was like a challenge show filming with all Netflix people oh does that mean that's coming soon I don't know I think I think that maybe so it'd be like like this but we'd be going over a cast like this and it would be like the challenge but not the challenge like whatever you know like they did 20 somethings like the real world they're doing this kind of like are you the one maybe they're doing something similar with the challenge is what i thought but i could be totally wrong but i feel like i remember hearing something like a like a really long time ago like a year ago i remember there was like that i don't know who mentioned it but someone said like was it jemmy that like they sold the yeah. format of the challenge and then we're gonna see the bachelor the challenge this the challenge challenge netflix the challenge etc the challenge squid games which i heard like they just had somebody yes on yes yeah so i saw that too i saw that christina (laughs) yeah so we'll see um okay we only have a couple names left here savannah palacio from the circle um i believe she was on season one she had her beef with tara alicia and she ends up getting eliminated as a result of like pretty much pettiness which is great for reality tv especially if she's on a whole season um yeah i'm i think she's a good pick she had great strategy and it was just her downfall was the fight with tara alicia is what got rid of her but i I would love to see her come back to the circle, to be honest with you. I really liked her. Yeah, I could see that too. Um, The next person we have on the list might be the most controversial person um, on the show. And that is Shane Jansen. He was on Love is Blind. Um, He ended up picking Natalie, but he had this love triangle with um, Shayna that even extended into the engagement portion of it um after he just thought that she was just attractive and she thought he was attractive and it was a huge thing um neither Shayna or Natalie are on this season so I don't know maybe we'll see a different side of him I would have loved to see seen Shayna on this season she is a hot mess and she would be great I think but um, I think she's married now now right 
or engaged? You know what? You might be right. I don't know. I, I don't follow her. So I don't know like what, um, but I think you might be right. Like after the altar or whatever, they might have, have shown that she was with somebody else or the reunion or something. Yeah, I think so. I'm pretty sure. He is very, very controversial. So that should be, should be interesting. Um, and then the last person that we haven't talked about yet is Zay Wilson from the ultimatum, both Zay and his partner, they didn't stay together. Obviously, um, both of them kind of found other people and realized, you know, that they weren't meant for each other. Um, he had quite a bit of drama. Um, but ultimately, he left single. So it's, um, interesting to see him on the, on the show, um, too, since like all those people were in such long-term relationships, clearly he's like not afraid of being with someone. He just needs the right person to really settle down with. Yeah, I I don't I I remember him, but I don't I don't have like strong feelings toward him either way. So I don't know. We'll see how he is. I guess. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm really excited for the show. I think it should be um, a good one. It definitely has a really really good cast. Um, if you were to have to pick, and I'm putting you on the spot here, but if you were to have to pick six people that you would say like, okay, these are the six people. Cause I'm guessing if, if it is like bachelor paradise, so it'd be like 10 original cast and people will come in. But if you had to pick six people that you say like, okay, these are probably the ones that they picked for original cast. Who would you think is on original cast? I think for the girls, it's gonna, it's gotta be Chloe. Yeah. I was going to say Chloe and uh, Francesca. No, Abby. I bet Abby. Okay. The hot mess. Yeah. Um, I can see that Abby for like I can totally see that. I think Chloe is. Who is the girl from Are You the One? Carrie. Maybe Carrie. Yeah, I think that they're definitely. Those are all great, great guesses for sure. Um, and then I think for the guys. Maybe Bartice, I can see. Maybe Dom, I can see. Joey, Joey I can Jean. see. <laughs> um, I think Mitchell probably comes in later for drama effect for Francesca. Um, I was going to say, I wonder if the couples or the non-now couples are not going to come in at the same time, be spread out, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so I, I said Francesca, but I meant Chloe for, for Mitchell. And then I bet that um, Damien comes in later for Francesca for, like, dramatic purposes. So I doubt they're on original cast. But um, maybe, like, a Calvin or a Nick I could see. From what you said about Calvin, I don't know any of these people. I'm just totally going off of what y'all have just described. But from what you said about Calvin, I could see that. I mean, yeah, and he's, like, very attractive. So I could see him being, like, one of the first people on the beach to, like, oh, like, there's this, like, really hot guy here type of thing. So, yeah, I'm excited. I think this will be a good one. 
Nick Lachey sure has like a fleet of shows running on Netflix right now, huh? I was gonna say, yeah, Nick, it's really interesting that they're reusing these hosts the way that they are because um, Nick Lachey, he is the host of, is he the host of this, I'm guessing, is why you bring that up? Yeah, well, that's what it said when I was uh, reading about it. It was hosted oh. by Nick Lachey. So Nick Lachey is the host of this. Nick Lachey is the host of Love is Blind. He's the host of The Ultimatum. Like, they're really, it, he's he's doing great for himself on as far as hosting goes, for sure. And it kind of is interesting because he's not the only one that I've seen um, reappearing. Tammy, um, who originally was the co-host that replaced Max on Catfish, is the um, host of Are You the One? And I know I saw that she's the host of something else too. Maybe it's X on the beach, maybe something else. I can't remember, but they're really using her too. So I think it's really interesting that they are um, reusing these hosts like that and just like really making them like the face of their franchise, like not even franchise, their network. I know. Yeah. Nick's got a good gig going here. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so is there anything else that either of you would like to add, I guess, about any of these three shows that we talked about? The Bachelor, Are You the One, or um, Perfect Match? Oh, I'm excited for the Perfect Match, though. Sounds like it's going to be pretty, pretty out there. Yeah, I think so, too. I think that it'll be a good one. Um, especially if it has, like, Bachelor in Paradise feel, that's such a good show. I mean, I know we all love it, so... That should be, that should be great. I'm really excited. Well, thank you everyone so much for tuning in to our 50th episode of the Reality Served Real podcast. That's crazy. Um, I know it is so crazy. We appreciate you all so much. And I just, I thank you, Abby and Michelle. I love talking to both of you um, every week about all this ridiculousness ridiculousness of reality tv it's so much fun um it's just great I, I i for me personally i really enjoy it so thank you to both of you and thank you to our listeners um we really really appreciate you and we'll see you next week <laughs>